Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want to reflect on the expected El Nino event in the 2023-24 summer season. This is a summer season that starts in Southern Africa around about October and going into the next year. Now, for the sake of this conversation, we can simplistically refer to an El Nino as a period of below normal rainfall in the Southern Africa region. It results to various impacts on a rainfall pattern in other parts of the world, for example, South America, where when they are in an El Nino period, they will typically receive a good rainfall. And La Nina, which is what we are leaving behind in South Africa, it leads to drought in South America. But if you think about us in Southern Africa, it usually leads to above normal rainfall. But even within the African continent, these weather patterns usually have different impacts. A La Nina, which has given us four seasons of good rainfall in South Africa, it usually leads to dryness in certain regions across East Africa, while an El Nino, which is what we are approaching in the upcoming summer, could result to below normal rainfall in Southern Africa. But if you think about East Africa, certain regions there could receive above normal rainfall. So if you're listening to this from South Africa, you can think of it as almost a drought period that we could encounter um, on this. And I'm emphasizing that because there's always a certain level of uncertainty when we think about uh, these rainfall patterns. But of course, over the past few weeks, this has been in the news, domestically as well as globally. If you're reading the Washington Post, the New York Times, The Economist, all of them have said something about the expected El Nino, its impact on global food supplies, and, and, and so on. And in the South Africa side, many people are somewhat panicking because we all still have fresh memories of the 2015-16 drought. Those of you who still have really those fresh memories, you remember that was very difficult for farmers. Every day we were seeing pictures of dying cattle in KZN, Eastern Cape, Limpopo, across South Africa. We also were in a space where the summer grains, which is a staple crop of South Africa like maize, had really taken a hard knock. I mean, that year, South Africa's maize output fell to about 7.8 million tons. Soybean production was just over 700,000 tons. Um, and sunflower seed almost in the same levels. And what that meant is that South Africa had to import some of the maize supplies to supplement the domestic consumption because we're a country that is consuming just under 12 million tons of maize. And that year, we were even below 8 million tons of maize that we had produced. That had an impact in, in inflation. Uh, if you look at our consumer food price inflation in that year, it was around about 10.5. I think we averaged somewhere there in 2016. That was a period of, of really difficulties if you were thinking about food prices and the rural economy because of that drought. Now, whenever we mention an El Nino to some people's mind, that's the image that also rings in their mind. And they are asking themselves now that, are we going back to those heavy rains? 
And I must also clarify something here because when we talk about the average rainfall in South Africa, rainfall in South Africa, we are a semi-arid country, typically is around about 500 milliliters. That's what you expect when you think about average rainfall in the country. And this time around, with an El Nino expected, it means that we may see rainfall fall below that. But the other thing that I'm hearing and seeing is that those that are in the services side of agriculture, either financing or providing insurance or any other business in agriculture, they are also panicking because the questions that they're asking themselves is, are these farmers going to be able to do well and pay back their money and continue with their business? And this is causing a little bit of jittery when people are thinking about the agricultural economy going into the uh, next summer season. But I think we may be overstating things here or not considering all factors at hand. And I hold a slightly different view. Uh, Of course, I'm fearful about the potential below normal rainfall uh, season. But I don't think that we will go back to the periods that we had seen in 2015-16. Because the dynamics today are well different than that time. For starters, we are coming or leaving behind four consecutive years of good rainfall when we were in a La Nina period, which was giving us really good rainfalls across South Africa. In fact, in the season that we are in, it's even below, it's even behind by almost a month as farmers struggled to plant because it was too wet in some areas. And then they had to plant below the window of planting that we typically have as a country, which is from October going into the end of December for summer crops like maize. Now they had to plant at the end of January for some crop. Even with that, we're expecting a third largest grain harvest in South Africa, which just shows you that we're coming from a a good space. But what's important and relevant for this time around is that the soil moisture is also reasonably good across South Africa to an extent that even if the rainfall falls below average, we'll still be able to have a reasonably better agricultural season because of that supportive soil moisture in the ground. And of course, one would expect that there has to be some bit of rainfall, at least at critical points, like at seed germination, Uh, just after planting and also around pollination stage which is where you need a bit of moisture as the crop matures and forms all of the grain so those are the critical points but throughout the season i think that we have sufficient soil moisture that could carry us through so we shouldn't be as fearful as in the 2015-16 season where if you look at the records in that year the seasons before were reasonably dry they were not as favorable as what we had now which also explains why the yields fell um, that much because the soil moisture in fact in the 2014-15 season was also too low in some region Um, and then when the 2015-16 drought hit Uh, that already led to some difficulties. So we're not emerging from that season of many years of below normal rainfall and then the harder drought hits you when you are there. We're actually coming from a favorable base, if one can put it in that way. So I think that's the dynamic that is important here. To an extent that, in my view, I think, if anything, we may actually be in a position like the 2018-19 drought season because that too was an El Nino period. But many people didn't realize because the drought wasn't as harsh. 
And this is a second point because the first one I'm talking about, the soil moisture, on this one I'm talking about the intensity of an El Nino because as we speak today, we don't know how intense it will be. Will it be very harsh or it will be mild? And if it is mild, like the 2018-19 production season, that's that summer season, we had an El Nino but it was mild and that resulted to our maize production declining below average but still getting good crop and agricultural conditions remaining reasonably better across the country. In fact, maize production that year was around about uh, 11.2 million tons, which met our domestic consumption. We brought a few hundred thousand tons to supplement and make sure that we have good stocks. Soybeans was over a million tons, about 1.2 million tons. Sunflower seeds was just shy of 700,000 tons. So we were in a reasonable good season and we achieved decent yields even in horticulture, fruits, vegetables, and the grazing felt was not as bad. So that that's something about the intensity of the El Nino. Now, if you think about it, if we have an El Nino that is not as intense as the 2015-16 and it comes on the back of the better soil moisture, that would mean that South Africa would have a decent summer season. So that's the baseline really that I'm working on until there is some information that begins to convince one otherwise. But of course, we're not delusional about the potential occurrence of an El Nino. The South African Weather Services, which is our local authorities, they've made the point quite clear that they forecast it, um, that that's what is on their radar. And if you look at some of the colleagues in the U.S., like the Columbia University's International Research Institute for Climate and Society, they paint um, the same picture where they're talking about an 80% probability of occurrence. And about a week or so ago, the Australians, the Bureau of Australian Meteorology, came out also emphasizing the point about the occurrence of an El Nino. But I think the question now is on its intensity. If it's not that intense, then it doesn't present much danger as what we saw in 2015-16. But also, given that South Africa has good soil moisture, we're coming from four seasons of a really good uh, rainfall. Those all provide important bases that we need to think about when we are framing the discussion about the El Nino that so many of us are fearing that South Africa faces. So if you're sitting in a financial services, you're sitting on insurance and the other uh, uh, services on the agricultural sector, I do think that one shouldn't take a strongly pessimistic view because these are important things that we need to monitor. Of course, the intensity of it, you will know more somewhere around about October, November, as more data comes uh, from these weather authorities that I've mentioned, then you'll get a sense of how intense it will be. But I think also we need not to lose sight on the fact that the soil moisture is better than the previous years. All of these are important fundamentals which will be supportive of the next season. And a point can be made also about the farming methods because South African farmers are no longer as farming exactly as they were farming in 2015-16 because when you talk about climate change and the weather events, farmers don't read about this. They feel it in, the, in, in their activities and the, in, in, their, in their fields. And of course, they have to readjust the way they plant leave fallow land. We also see a lot of people going into no-till farming. All of those are ways of conserving soil moisture and ensuring that we have a better 
agricultural season in South Africa. And I think these are all factors that we have to consider when we're thinking about the upcoming El Nino season. So for me, I would say that the expected El Nino in the 2023-24 summer season does not necessarily foretell a bad harvest for South Africa. Number of factors at hand that we need to consider here when we're thinking about this season. But for that, folks, let me stop it there. I know I didn't comment on Zimbabwe, Zambia, and the others in Southern Africa that also face a bit of dryness when it's an El Nino. But that will be a separate conversation because their production method, their seeds, and all of that is slightly different than what we do in South Africa. I may come back in the next week or so to comment on those issues. I will see how things develop during the week. If there aren't other pressing matters, I may comment on what our neighboring countries will be experiencing because there's also a big issue on Zimbabwe where the current season is actually quite bad than they expected. And there's a huge uh, maize gap there that they may need nearly a million tons of maize imports just in the current marketing year. So these are all things that may have to explore and provide necessary context in the coming weeks. But for now, folks, let me stop there and limit the conversation in the El Nino in South Africa. And, and I hope that we, we, you can catch up the next episode on other matters that I have mentioned. My name is Juandile Sihlobo. I am an agricultural economist based in Pretoria. You can read a bit about what I write in my blog, which is wandilesihlobo.com. It will be in the description of this podcast or in the website of the organization that I work for. The Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa will put out some of the work on the website, which you can check out. Thank you so very much for listening.